This episode of the BJJ Foxcast is brought to you by BioPro. BioPro is an all-natural alternative to prescription human growth hormone, which aids in recovery, anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immunity, skin health, cognition, sleep, and stress. Just one vial per day provides a substantial boost to all of these growth factors. Okay, so that's what they want me to say. Here's what I know as an aging grappler. I've been using BioPro Plus and the nighttime variant BioPro Plus Cortisleep for several months, and it feels like I've grown a third lung. My, ga- my gas tank is noticeably bigger. My recovery is faster, and I'm back on the mats much quicker, not just between training sessions, but between rounds. Now you can get $30 off your first order of BioPro when you use the code FOXCAST at www.bioproteintech.com. That's code FOXCAST. For $30 off your first order at www.bioproteintech.com. Thank you, BioPro. Hey, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of the BJJ Foxcast. I am your host, Alex Martinez, and I did not hit record. I did not fucking hit record. Oh, my gosh. We were having a great conversation. Okay, we're going to have the same conversation. I don't give a shit. We're going to start all over again. Yeah, yeah. Today, I have my nephew, Jackson Slater, on the show. Uh, Jack, welcome to the show. Uh, Yeah, thank you. It's I'm glad you had me. I'm still, again, very excited. Again. So very excited to be here. Oh my god, dude! I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the cameras. I'm like, that looks so. Oh no! <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, there's a guy that was really influential with for me with uh, in jujitsu, yeah. and his name's Chris Howder. Mm-hmm. And I hit Chris Howder up um, on uh, Facebook once, and I was like, Hey, I'd love to get you on the show. Just out of a flu. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know you're not on social media a ton, but on, yeah. on, on Facebook, if you, um, if someone posts, it'll tell you like how long ago they posted whatever. Okay, yeah. So he had just posted something a minute prior oh. and I'm like, cool. So I hit him up no, on messenger on. and he replied right away. Okay. And he's like, cool. Yeah. He says, um, here's my wife's Melissa's number, set it up with her. So Melissa and I are going back and forth and we set up a date. We set up some time and stuff like that. Got him on the show. Yeah. 45 minutes into it. I realized I did not hit record on oh, video. I had no. all the audio. Okay. But no video. video. And I'm like, what did oh, I just do? Oh no. And I and, and he was cool. He was like, You want to start over? I'm like, no, let's just keep going. And yeah, we finished. Yeah. I mean, we went we went about an hour and a half, but okay. 45 minutes yeah, of no video. No video. Uh, so all right. So all right, let's let's try the intro again. <laughs> so uh, uh, J- Jack is a um, one of my white belts in jiu-jitsu. He's a, a pre-med student at NAU, and he was part of our kids program back in the mm-hmm. day at Paul Nava BJJ. Back then, what it was called? It was called Paul Nava, and then Aries Nava, and now it's Aries Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jack, welcome to the show yeah. once again. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 kick off right where we kind of left off in our conversation. We're talking about okay. being on a kids program. Well, let's talk about. Um, NAU first, okay. because you're going into, you're going to be, you want to, you're pre-med yeah. and you want to be a pediatrician. Yeah. So tell me about where did that come from? Why do you, why the passion for, to yeah. help kids? Um, well, it kind of came, I always have enjoyed helping people. Um, so I knew going into medicine was something I could very directly be able to help people, yeah. you know, help them with their sickness, their injuries and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then kind of getting out of high school, people are always asking me, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, I want to go into medicine, but I don't know what yet. And then this last summer, I became the assistant swim coach at the pool I work at. Um, and working with kids, I was like, this is really cool. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wait a minute. Let's be a pediatrician. I get to work <laughs> with kids all day. I was like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a combination of the two that I really enjoyed. So I was like, there we go. Like, that's what I'm set and doing. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. so you hit the ground running early um, when it comes to um, 
academics. Yeah. And um, you, I think, I think when we were talking, when we were not recording, um, you had 13 credit hours going into yeah. college. So yeah. you're, you're, you're basically a semester ahead of mm-hmm. most. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, but you want to finish uh, in three years, yeah. right? And, and, yep. and what, what is your, what is your undergrad degree going to be? Biomed sciences. Biomed sciences. What is it about, is it just a competitive uh, your competitive nature that says I want to do it a little bit faster than everybody else? Um, I think it's that. Um, I'm also, I think it is that largely. I've, I've never really thought about it that way. Um, but it's also because I just kind of want to be done with, like I want to be more on the practical side of it. You yeah. know, I want to be working. I want to have a job. Like Because I do lifeguard and I already have helped people pretty directly in a number of ways, Yeah, I know what it's like and I know how that makes me feel. Yeah. So it's like if I can get done with the school part and jump into the part that I actually really enjoy doing, like that's, I think kind of the large pusher is like that's what i yeah. want to jump into right so now. it's not about money no no okay no, okay that's cool yeah. um <clears throat> so tell me about life at nau what's it what's it like being i mean i never went my, so can i tell you about my first college yeah. experience yeah it was on a uh deployment okay and in the navy today mm-hmm. you could literally get an online degree oh, i mean it's yeah. almost required yeah. i think i think it might be at certain ranks okay. like you can't even enlisted you can't get us past a certain threshold unless you have a college degree yeah okay. so uh, and they make it so easy dude right and oh, and sure. when i was in it was fairly easy but yeah. it was you it, you you couldn't there was no online i mean i i don't i don't think i even had an an email at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I got my first email after I got out of the military. Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. But, um, cool. yeah. So in 90, gosh, it had to be 93. Um, we're going on a deployment and the only people that had access to the outside world on, on the ship were obviously the captain. We had an admiral on board. He had access, yeah. but anybody with rate with, uh, with, with a radio, we mm-hmm. called them radio. They're like, you know, crypto technology, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. They communications. Yeah. Everybody else was in the dark, dude. Right. So, so when I was on that on that deployment, <clears throat> gosh, I think we deployed. Uh, it had to be, had to be August or September because I remember that October there was the uh, Black Hawk Down incident oh, in Somalia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were not anywhere near it. Right, okay, right, we right. were somewhere else. We were in the North Atlantic. Yeah. But that was going on. Yeah. And we were getting like updates through like the guys mm-hmm. that. Should probably shouldn't be talking to us about that shit, right, right. <laughs> but um, but that's how we found out about stuff. Okay. And 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 you know now that Jade, my daughter Jade, yeah. our, your 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 cousin, yeah. she's in she's in the military. Mm-hmm. Her biggest gripe is like we can never get Wi Fi, and we can never. I'm like, hey, fuck you! I had to write a letter <laughs> and hope somebody oh, read it on the other right, end and then right. get a response. But right. so my first college experience, we had an actual professor that deployed with us. Oh, wow. And we were taking crazy. night classes. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> we were taking night classes. And when he first showed up, you know, gosh, man, I mean, at the time he seemed old. He's probably in his thirties. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. a 20 year old kid. Right. But, um, but we, you know, we would go to night classes and, you know, he would teach us. It was, it was I think it was like St. Leo college or something right. like that out of Florida. But, um, so he, you know, we would do the classes and he was very like very proper, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. until we got like, Liberty. Oh, he's a okay. fucking maniac. Yeah. Like he could party, dude. Like we hung out with him. He <laughs> was good crazy. time. That's it was insane. Crazy. And so the whole time, like I, I wish I would have kept in touch with him, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. But yeah. So, and, and then when I got stationed in Panama, mm-hmm. um, I worked for a guy that was, you know, he had gotten his degree there. So he, yeah. he was in a motorcycle accident. So he had okay. spent more time than he should have there because they couldn't transfer oh, him, right. right? And he was like, hey, let's go to the Air Force Base. We're going to get you signed up for classes. It yeah. wasn't even an option. He just told me I was going to do it. Okay. And, uh, excuse me. And uh, he, um, 
He's like, how's your Spanish? I'm like, good. He's like, hey, he's going to clip out in Spanish. And uh, how are you with algebra? I'm like, I'm pretty decent at math. And he's like, uh, yeah, he's going to do the algebra as well. So I clipped out those classes. Yeah. So I took, I, it was, it, thanks to him. Yeah. That he, he got me started on that path. Okay. Otherwise I probably, I don't, I don't know that I would, I didn't see like a lot of value in it. I was okay. an idiot, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, just Navy guy. But, uh, but yeah, that was my experience. But okay. what's it like being like on campus? Being on campus is, it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, it's, I chose going to NAU, I guess I'll start there because I wanted to be a, a little away from home, grow mm. my independence and responsibility but I didn't want to be like too far from home. Like yeah. it's only a two and a half hour drive if I really need something, yeah. but I can't just like go home for the night, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and so I guess kind of being able to like, I mean, even just simple things, you know, like laundry dishes, making sure I'm feeding myself, getting my own homework done. Yeah. It's just kind of nice to see that growth and responsibility within myself. Um, so, and being on campus, it's like, everything's right there. It's mm -hmm. a, it's a about a mile long campus. Um, but they have everything you need, all the classes, all the food, all the rec stuff you could think yeah. of. Like they have a rock, a three story tall rock climbing gym at the rec center. Up oh, there. wow. Cool. Um, so being on campus is, it's pretty cool. Cause, cause everything's there. I'm able to, you know, still live a life that I was living down in the Valley. Yeah. Um, without having to travel very far. That's cool. So, um, for me anyway, like I'm not super duper big on going out to like big parties or anything. Yeah. So you never have been, no, right? Yeah. No. Good. Good for you. So I, I go to class. I also being having a lot of classes, I'm just tired all the time. Yeah. Um, but go to class, you know, grab lunch, dinner when I can, maybe go to the gym if I'm feeling it. It's not too cold outside. <laughs> um, and then I go home. I'm in bed by 1030 pretty yeah. much every night. <clears throat> yeah. Um, watching my shows falling asleep. Yeah. So I don't, I enjoy it. So far, a um, lot of great people on campus. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not a super like extroverted person, so I'm not talking to a ton of people all the right. time. But the few people that I have met, very cool, very awesome. Um, yeah. So far, it's just been a great experience. Love it, man. And and you grew up a multi-sport athlete. Mm -hmm. Any any desire to like walk on any of the uh, sports or anything like that? No. You probably could. I, I probably you could. could. Yeah. I could. Um, I just. Being so well, they're D one, right? D two, D two. Okay, okay. Still, be, still be pretty fucking yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just being so currently passionate about academics and wanting yeah. to be a doctor. Like, I just outside really of like jujitsu, I don't want to do much else. You know, lift weights, but I don't want to be competitive with any other sport because I don't feel like I want to use time on that. Like, I'd yeah. rather have the time to study and do homework. Yeah. Um, graduate early, get yeah. my degree. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and and you know it'd be kind of cool to you know be a, a black belt and a pediatrician. Yeah, someday. yeah, <laughs> yes. I've, cool. I've put that into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. Would be. So, um, so uh, Charlie, mm -hmm. uh, she and I were talking at the last uh, birthday pizza, mm -hmm. and and birthday pizza for you guys that that are listening is uh, my my mother in law does uh, a ragu um, box pizza. <laughs> For every birthday or everybody's yep, birthday yep, month, everybody. whatever we try to set it up, and yep. we have what like nine or ten schedules yeah. to work around, so yeah. it's really tough. Yeah. But Nana doesn't give up on it. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she's persistent. Yeah, and and it's awesome. It, it's it really cool that she does that. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it because you know I I haven't lived uh, near my home in, since I was nineteen years old and I'm okay. fifty one. So yeah. having any tradition is like okay, cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but anyway, we were talking, and she's like, she's like, hey, my uh, my physics teacher Derek Kale says he knows you I'm like I love Kale <laughs> like holy crap That's so awesome. yeah he's he's just a um a really uh, he's a black belt mm -hmm. uh, he, he's a gorilla he yeah, is yeah. a super athlete yeah. man and um yeah he and I used to train together mm -hmm. back in the day back at, at Navas yeah and uh but that connection like you know being being I don't know it's so random it I mean it's like small world type right. stuff yeah. right yeah but, literally yeah but uh yeah anyway but 
let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you you and I, um, well, I coached you. In yeah. I wasn't your first coach though. I think Josh was your first. I don't coach. think so. Yeah, Josh, yeah. Coach Brandon. Yep, really tall, yeah, lanky dude. Yeah, Brandon. Um, so you were coach there Aaron. before Josh. Yeah, Brandon, Aaron, yep. Daniel. Yep, those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, Jorge. Yeah, Jorge. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's wild. Long, long, long. That's long back time in the ago. day. Now, did you start in the smaller space? In that, in that, he had a fourteen hundred square foot. Sp- I think so. I think so. It with the with really, the really with the puzzle small. mats. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yep, yep. That's, you that's were there puzzle mats days. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's really that's so you were you had to be six. Yeah. Yeah. Really young. <laughs> Holy crap, yeah. dude. I don't even remember how we got into it. I don't know if you talked to my dad or if my dad just brought it up. But I just remember one day I started doing jujitsu and started loving it. So here's <laughs> here's how it here's how it happened. Your dad and I, <clears throat> we're talking, mm-hmm. and um, you know he he's always been a, a an athlete. I yeah. mean he's he's your dad's a super athlete. He's yeah. a, he's a heavier dude, yeah. but he does not move like a heavy dude. No. Like he's an athlete. Yeah. And um, I, I was telling him, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try jujitsu, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'll come with you. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Leave so it. he and I did two classes at uh, Rough House. Okay, and Rough House was located. Um, you know where the Safeway is, like. Um, Alma School in Guadalupe. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, there. yeah. In that, there's a little shopping center attached oh, to yes, that. yeah, And now it's like a donut shop. But it used oh, to be- Oh, yes, I do remember that. Yes, yep, I remember. It used I remember. to be Roughhouse Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. And uh, we went in there for two classes. I remember the first class. <laughs> we came here. We came back here. And we're in the kitchen. And we're both <laughs> leaning on the kitchen <laughs> counter like holy shit dude i don't know if i can do this but but that's kind of oh, how funny. it started so so yeah. your dad and i uh we we both went to navas and then mm-hmm. you guys started coming started bringing you guys okay. around and then um he's like yeah i'm gonna get the kids in the program and and your dad had like bad sh- shoulder surgery yeah, or, or bad yeah. bad injury yeah and uh he couldn't continue mm-hmm. and i know he still wants to but uh, but we anyway so you and and charlie were mm-hmm. both in the kids program yeah. and then i took it over Probably about a year after you guys started, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, that's wild, man. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, that's been a while. So, uh-huh. um, so anyway, so yeah, it's it's um, we we were just talking about that how how I became the head coach, yeah, and yeah. it was, it was like I said before, it was a complete fluke, man. I was chance. I was I was teaching, you know, one day a week, mm-hmm. uh, teaching, teaching, like kind of <laughs> you know babysitting <laughs> yeah, one day yeah, a week, yeah. and then all of a sudden I was the guy. So I was I was telling um, but before I realized we hadn't hit record. I was talking to Paul and he's like, Hey, do you want to take over the program? Cause Josh, yeah. Josh had gone, he had gone to a different program. And I said, I sat there and I thought really hard about what I wanted to say. Cause mm-hmm. the answer was yes. Right. Yeah. But I looked at Paul cause it's just my personality. Yeah. And I said, Hey, if you want me to be the guy, then I'm the guy. That's right. it. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be temporary. Yeah. Like you're running with me. You're going to mm-hmm. give me at least a year and then decide yeah. whether I'm the right guy or, the, or not. Uh-huh. Right. And man, it was, it was like, you know, we, we talked about this earlier. Um, just if you focus on being a mentor and not a teacher, you'll go a lot farther. Yeah. And I'm sure you're seeing that in, in swimming, are you? Yeah, I am. Because especially when these kids are so young, because I'm, I'm coaching anywhere from five-year-olds to 15-year-olds. Yeah. So I'm dealing with all the ages possible. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. um, and what I found is, especially with a sport like swimming, that can be very intense. Like parents can be very intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy to ruin their passion for this. Right. Yeah. So what I'm trying to cultivate is just a sense of passion for them. Like if they're going into a race and they want to be competitive, I'll be competitive with them. Mm. But if the kid comes out of the race in last place and is smiling the whole way, 
smiles, high fives, and hugs the whole time. Yeah, I don't man. care. That's so I'm cool. just there to be there for the kids, whatever they want. You yeah, know, like you said, I'd rather be a mentor. Yeah, than just a coach. Yeah, because I I have this mentality. I don't care if the kids remember my name in 10 years because I don't remember my swim coaches. <laughs> but if they can remember some lessons I taught them, yeah. I did my job. Yeah. So there, there's a there's a coach that was really influential in my life mm-hmm. when I was little. And I, I'm, we're talking fifth grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you're familiar with Texas football, but we are fanatical about it. We're oh, just yeah. fanatics, it's right? It's crazy. So back, back in that day, mm-hmm. it wasn't like Pop Warner wasn't even an option. Like right. we were not in any position to play Pop Warner football. Yeah. And I don't even know if it existed. That's been a long time. <laughs> but we played for our school. Okay. Yeah. So fifth grade, you were mm-hmm. eligible to play padded like football for the school. The school had a coach. We yeah. practiced. We played games on weekends. Yep. And then, um, so he was my coach in fifth and sixth grade. Okay. And he was like a local legend because he may have rode the bench at a D2 college somewhere as a quarterback, probably never played a down in his life. But he played college football, and in Texas, like that's a huge deal, yeah, right? So we were glad to have him. His name's Tony, Tony Padilla. Okay. And Tony, um, he moved from our from Russell Elementary, he moved to um, Central Junior High. Okay. And he became the seventh grade uh, football coach there. Well, okay. I went to Central, so yeah. I played for him in seventh grade. Okay. And then he went. The eighth grade coach uh, retired the year mm-hmm. after, so he became the eighth grade the coach. Eighth grade. And then I played for him again. Okay. And then I showed up for freshman ball where he became the freshman coach. I okay. swear to God, this That's happened. Crazy. We just well, it was a brand new high school. Right. And um, gosh, it was like outskirts of town and it was it was it was pretty disastrous because they were bussing people in from all over the place right, and there were right. beefs and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I lived close to the school, so I was that's where I was zoned for. Yeah. So I show up for freshman ball and I'm looking up and everybody grew. Except oh, me. Yep. I yep. came in I remember that. <laughs> freshman year yep. at like maybe five feet uh-huh. if I was lucky, right? right maybe a right. hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm going to die, dude. So uh-huh. I went and joined the swim team yeah. after. That's how I got into swimming yeah, because I thought, cool. I thought these guys were going to kill me. Yeah. I don't think I knew you got into swimming. That's cool. <laughs> and, yeah. So I was, uh, I was actually ranked my freshman year and then sophomore year, uh, junior year. I, I, I didn't, I screwed up way too much. I, I screwed around way yeah. too much. I, I didn't, I, I probably could have done something with it, but I, I yeah. loved it, man. And yeah. I, I carried that passion like outside of, mm-hmm. you know, the high school and stuff. Yeah. And I swam a lot in the Navy, stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, so how did, how did you go from, Cause you were a competitive swimmer. Yeah. Are you coaching for the same program that you were competing? No, in? Okay. no. So okay. I, um, I swam with this program called the Dobson dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're funded. I don't, I don't really know much. I just know that, um, I swam for them for a lot of years, but that was more like kind of the neighborhood of Dobson ranch. Um, yep. now I coach for the city of Mesa Okay. and they have all their pools scattered all throughout Mesa. Mm. Um, so now that's kind of those neighborhoods surrounding those pools is where those kids come from. Okay. So is it like in competitions, do they compete against the different neighborhood pools? Yeah. Yeah. It's against all the pools. So, um, normally we'll go to Keno or Skyline cause those are the bigger pools. Yeah. Um, and say we'll go to Keno, it'll be Carson, Keno day, Keno night. Um, <clears throat> and then say like maybe Fremont or Shepherd. Okay. And then the rest of the pools that night I'll be at Skyline. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And Keno's not in the best neighborhood. I don't. I don't no. think. Right. Yeah. No. Skyline is. Skyline's. Yeah. Pretty, yes. Yeah. Pretty Skyline's out by you guys. Yeah. At the academy. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Cool. So, how did you become assistant coach there? How did that work out? Um, so my first year, I started lifeguarding. I was fifteen. Um, and then the next year, I got what's called your water swim instructor certification. So now I can teach swim lessons, teach kids how to swim and water safety and stuff like that. I was like, lessons are cool, not necessarily my thing. Like I yeah. was decent at teaching them, but I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. I was like, 
I could be a coach. That'd be kind of cool. So I, I just applied. Um, they send out return letters uh, every year in the like now. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. I'll be an assistant coach as a vacancy. Why not? Yeah. Um, and so I just I got the job and then that's I've been passionate about it ever since. So this yeah. like I just sent back my return letter um, and then applications open January 12th and I'll be applying for the head swim coach at my pool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And and the season doesn't conflict with anything you're doing at school or anything like that? No, because um, pool, those trainings will start late April, early May. So I might have to drive down for a couple, but that's nothing to do with swim team. That's yeah. just pool staff lifeguard training. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. I think our first day from what I've seen is sometime in June or okay. late May. So it won't conflict at all. Okay. So you're not going to, so you're going to follow the regular like college life, right? Like you're going to take summers off and yep. you're going to have the breaks and you're yeah, not going to, yeah, you're yeah. not going to go to like summer schools no, or anything like that. No, okay. So, so you're to. just going to load up your classes so you can finish in three years instead yep. of three and a half. Okay. Yep. Wow. You're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty wild. So um, earlier you mentioned um, if you want to uh, get into a good um, medical school, yeah. you, you want to do, um, want to get into like research. Yeah, tell I, me about that. At some point, I I would like to. I get emails from NAU all the time saying they have all these crazy research programs everywhere else, um, and it would just kind of be things like those are more kind of like with the biology and chemistry aspect of the bio, not necessarily the medicine part, but doing all the crazy research they're doing in all those labs. And I've put some thought into it, um, but it would have to be over the summer, obviously, if I'm oh, going to be loaded gotcha. with classes. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of conflicts <clears throat> with working at the pool, which yeah. I do really love. So it's kind of one of those things that maybe in a couple summers I might give it a try. Yeah. Um, but for now, I think I'm just going to stick with the pool. Yeah. You honestly. got your, you got the rest of your life to yeah. work, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, I think, what was your GPA in high school? Four point something. I know. God damn. Four point something. Yeah, smart. Smart kid. <laughs> smart, good looking. Yeah. I hate you already. <laughs> I hate you already. Uh, no, but the thing is, like, you'll, eventually you'll get in. You'll yeah. get into a school. I mean, yeah. that's just the thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And and <clears throat> if you're not passionate about research, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know about doing it. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of conflicted because, yeah, it'll help you. But right. are you going to do, are you going to do the best job if it's not your thing? Right, exactly. Yeah. I and, and, and what I've read in the articles that we were talking about earlier, they were like, if you have time for research, do research. Okay. But they were like, above all else, make sure that your grades and GPA are excellent. Yeah. Like as good as you can get them. Yeah. They're like, that's largely what those medical schools are. And obviously like a good MCAT score, but yeah. um, that's largely what they're looking at. Yeah. Um, so like research, it might set you in front of the pack, mm. but it's not necessarily going to set you behind if you don't. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about jujitsu. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so you started out probably, I think it was six or seven years yeah. old and I mean, you were competing almost right away. Yeah. So yeah, and, jumped into it, but, but you know, like the funny thing is like, if you look at competitions that were available to you back then, mm-hmm. it's a fraction of what's available now. Oh, that's a fraction. Dude. Yeah. I mean, there's so yeah. there's, 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 there are competitions every every month, a couple yeah. every month. And yeah. it's, it's so hard to keep up because oh, sure. when you've got, you know, 270 something students right. and they're like, Oh, I'm doing this tournament. I'm doing that tournament. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm never going to have know. a weekend. Over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back yeah. then we might've had four. Yeah. You know, we may have, yeah, so there's a few every year. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I think it's really cool. The sports grown that much. It's, it's, it's crazy, dude. I yeah. mean, there used to be like 700 competitors, you mm-hmm. know, at the locals. Now there's yeah. like 2000. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, and it's insane, dude. I still hate them. I still hate <laughs> going into those. It's so loud. I'm it getting is. old. I'm getting too old. But um, but tell me about um, uh, jujitsu. So uh, we 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 had, we had talked about this earlier. Um, but tell me about your training partners, um, favorites, 
and what you liked about your favorites and mm. you know what what that's taught you that you're carrying with you now okay um so i guess i'll uh, i'll start with um Lucas and Luis. I always like training. Luis was always older yeah. than his brother Lucas. Yeah. Um, so I rolled mostly with Lucas, big, strong dude. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier. Now he's like a state champion wrestler. Yeah, he's like crazy. He's like a brown yeah. belt now, from what I heard. Yeah, he's yeah. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he always, I'd always take his back and he'd carry me on his back. And it was just, it was good as a training partner because it was working with somebody stronger than me. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to learn to get the conditioning and the endurance to push through somebody that's stronger than yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said earlier, I also like rolling with Aaliyah because um, mm-hmm. she was very technically sound. Yeah. Um, so it was hard to do much of anything. Yeah. Because she always kind of knew what was coming. And she's really smart. Mm-hmm. Like her yeah. her her IQ is really high. Her jujitsu yeah. IQ is off the charts. Yeah. Like she knows she even even right now she could train like she doesn't train very often. Yeah. But she could probably jump on the mat and do really oh, well. I'm you sure. know what I mean? I'm sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 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 So it was cool because that then that was kind of like the opposite effect. It was like now I have to learn to be more technical. Because I can't, I can't just overpower her, right? Because yeah. then now I'm stuck in a triangle or something absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was kind of work, rolling with them was kind of the flip side, you know, as to both. And then there was this other kid named Benjamin, who oh yeah, I remember. Benjamin. I remember yeah. the first time I rolled with him, we shook hands, whatever. He jumped on my face like a spider monkey. <laughs> Traumatizes me to this day. I can picture it so vividly uh, in my head. It's so funny. But he was always. He was about my size, so it was good to train with him, and he had a motor like yeah. nobody yet, like yeah. nobody else. Yeah. So he was going from start to finish of that role. So I think that was also good too. Yeah. Because I obviously had to keep going. Yeah. I was just going to get my butt kicked the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And I think I think um, like physically, you were very capable of handling all of the situations. A lot yeah. of people aren't. You know yeah. what I mean? And mentally, mentally, you were you were really tough as well mm-hmm. as. <laughs> I was joking with Amy the, the other day. It was like, yeah, as long as, because we were talking about having this interview. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, as long as Jack was winning, like he was good. But oh, as soon as yeah. he lost, he was a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was horrible. I, I remember there was this one tournament. <clears throat> For some reason, whatever age I was, me decided, let's do gi and no gi in the same day. <laughs> and so I think it I had finished, to be AGF. Yeah. yeah I finished be. silver with the gi. Yeah. But I was, that was like four or five matches yeah. that, that whole segment. And so I was upset that I lost, which didn't help my nervous system settle down. So I was like throwing up in a trash can and crying. <laughs> now I was crying because I was throwing up. And then I had to go against this girl who wore all brown in Nogi. She kicked my ass. Like absolutely. <laughs> she, I think she got me in a, in a guillotine like in yeah. 30 seconds. Oh my gosh. And I was so tired and just devastated. I, I remember like, that. Yeah. Do you know why I remember that? Why is that? Because I was talking to Paul. Mm-hmm. I was like, Paul. We need to teach them guillotines. He's like, yeah. no, because Paul's really big on IBJJF rules. Yeah. And so IBJJF rules don't allow kids Ge- to do like guillotines and omoplatas yeah. and, and, and Ezekiel's. I'm like, Paul, the, the, it, things are evolving. Like yeah. we got it. And, and he, he just, he said I, no. I remember that being a big point of contention throughout practice leading up to that tournament yes. was guillotine defense. Yeah. I know we worked a lot on guillotine defense more so than we did the guillotines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't have, a lot, we didn't of have a lot of time. No, it was like a week or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's one thing I do, like, and that was a new tournament to the area. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so one thing I do for every tournament, like ADCC comes, you know, IBJJF, obviously, um, um, you know, um, Naga, uh, gosh, man, grappling industries, <laughs> so you many. know, but but all of these all of these tournaments have different rule sets. Right. And the rule sets change between kid and adult. And yeah. as a kid and an adult coach, you got to know the rule you set. Know everything. And here's the problem. If your competitors don't read the rule set, then... Okay, you can you can explain it all you want, but 
But in right. the heat of the moment, they'd be they're like, oh, you know, this was bullshit. And like, it's in the rules, bro. Right. Like, you gotta, you gotta, right. you gotta know the rules. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've won matches that I should not have won because I knew the rules. I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. yeah. So I had, um, <clears throat> I had a match where, um, dude scores on me gets a beautiful takedown we're yeah. talking like a five-year-old takedown okay like he yeah. he claps in my face and then he shoots in i'm like i can't believe i'm falling on my ass right. but right. I'm, i fell on my ass yeah but then i swept him mm-hmm. okay so it's two to two yeah and then we scrambled to our feet and i pulled guard right away i pulled him into my guard so it's not a takedown yeah so i pulled him into my guard and he did something where he opens the guard and he's kind of moving around a little bit and he goes right back into my guard and he locks me down and i'm like perfect because I knew the rules. Number one, that that rule set did not have advantages. Oh, so I know okay. he thought he scored an advantage, yeah. right? And number two, that rule set says that if you're the last person to score and it's tied, you win. Oh. So I just wrote it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> tell them yeah. you could. Yeah, Time yeah. ran out, and he's putting his arms up. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you won, oh, killer. <laughs> yeah. that's, but that's yeah, the importance right. of learning it, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, um, you know, it's like anything, like, like, Football. You got yeah. guys that just know the rules better than others, mm-hmm. and they can exploit that. They can exploit right? it. Yeah, yeah it's yep, so cool. Totally. Um, so, so tell me about. Um, let's let's talk about overcoming fear at a young okay. age. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I I know we're not jumping into a pit of alligators. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, but as not. a six year old going to compete, tell me what that's like. I just remember it being so big and so loud, mm. and especially. I was a small kid. Mm. It didn't help that people also told me that I was a small kid. So like my image of myself was small yeah. and it, like, I didn't let it bother me during mm. athletics. Like mm. I was always putting, I, I never let that be fearful, but yeah. it was like, wow, this is really, really big. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I was kind of fortunate to be ultra competitive because yeah. even if I was scared about all the people around me, like I said earlier, once I stepped on the mat, it was me, my opponent and the ref. Yeah. Maybe the coach's voice if I heard it. If you heard it. Yeah. If I heard it. Yeah. Um, so at that point, then the fear became don't lose the match. Mm. Like we like we said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I wish I thought about it differently and not don't lose the match, but win the match. Yeah. You know, have that more positive mentality yeah. versus a mentality <clears throat> that's just kind of going as hard as you can until you think you've won. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. Keeping yeah. Keeping yeah, your yeah. foot not on the gas. Yep. And And, you know just like with your with your experience in, in football mm-hmm. you can't think about winning the game yeah you got to think okay this next play is going to take 6 seconds yep. i got to be the best one on the field for 6 seconds yeah. right yeah 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 same thing in jiu jitsu there's so many exchanges that happen in jiu jitsu yeah. that you just got to i got to win this scramble mm-hmm. right i got to win this battle oh yeah. he's almost past my guard i got to i got to win this like little bit yeah. right and and sometimes you need explosiveness to do it yeah right but sometimes yeah. you don't sometimes right. you just you need, Some you need patience yeah, yeah subtlety um and understanding that is a big deal. And mm-hmm. I think you understood that at a, at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. I think I think you really understood, like, I got to, you know, I got to get my takedown. Yeah. You, you were always really good at that. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you were good at, like, breaking it down because a lot of people, even adults, man, if I ask them what happened in their match, they're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. know. Right? Right. And you could tell me, like, I went for the takedown. He stuffed the takedown. Yeah. I turned the corner. Yeah. And then we did this. And I, I was really impressed with your jujitsu IQ. Yeah. Which was really. Yeah. It, it's 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 kind of rare. Mm-hmm. It's kind of rare, you mm-hmm. know. But, um. But you moved on from jujitsu after a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then you started playing uh, football. Yeah, you know both flag. And when did you start playing tackle football? I was like sixth, seventh grade. Okay, about, okay, about yeah. the same time I did. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And um, what position did you play? Um, I played kind of everywhere. Like in a pop Warner league, when it's weighted, yeah, you can put anybody anywhere because everybody's the same weight. What right? do you mean? Okay, so everybody's the same weight on the f- right about. Like so, it's like these weight classes. 
Um, so it's kind of like so from lineman to quarterback, they're all the they're same about way. yeah. So no my shit. my friend Joseph Desjardins, you look at him now, he's I think about 145 pounds, okay. tall, skinny dude, but back then he was playing right tackle because the end was my size, and in practice <laughs> I would play end against him. Um, but I also played a little bit of running back. I tried quarterback out, but I played before I played for this team called the Spartans. Mm. We were really successful. We went to tournaments in Cali. You know, we won the tournaments here in Arizona. We were a great team. But before that, I played on a team called the Fanatics. I wanted to try playing quarterback. I remember they had green helmets. Yes. Yes, yep, I remember green. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The O-line was so bad, I could never get over the hump as a quarterback <laughs> of trying to make reads. And granted, you're yeah. kids, so it's not like yeah. the end of the world. But even just a handoff felt rushed. Wow. So I was like, like traumatized almost, it seems like. Like, I yeah. just couldn't get over that mental hump. So I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to play other positions. Mm-hmm. So once I got to high school, I started playing mostly linebacker and running back which I enjoyed a lot because it was one job. You know, yeah. it was either as linebacker, fill the gap, or drop back. Yep. And in freshman year, it's mostly running. It's fill mm-hmm. the gap. So I got to hit people all the time. <laughs> loved it. And then running back, yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah. Hit the hole, hit somebody. It was yeah. great. I loved it. You didn't have to think about it too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Just got to hit the right hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me the difference between um, hits in Pop Warner and hits when you're playing at the high school level. Because... Mm. Pop Warner's not what it used to be. Pop no. Warner's pretty, pretty competitive. Yeah. And and I'd imagine the transition from, from Pop Warner to, to high school balls, I, I don't want to say seamless, but when you're going from Pop Warner to freshman ball, almost pretty close, right? Almost, yeah. yeah. Because the kids that are playing Pop Warner youth tackle leagues, they're intense. Like, they're there to play football. Yeah. You know, it's not your flag league. Yeah. Like, you're... I remember there was one time... It was like first practice with the Spartans, actually. Um, this kid, Manny, he was the coach's son excellent athlete like could run the ball could tackle could throw the ball he could do everything yeah there's this other kid that had never played tackle in his life you know this poor kid he decides <laughs> during a hitting drill i'm gonna jump oh biggest mistake no. of his life yeah. and he puts his shoulder right into his stomach slams him on the ground i don't think we saw the kid the rest yeah, of the week yeah that's his yeah um, i'm surprised he came back yeah no i was too yeah um but then it was it made it pretty easy going into high school ball because i wasn't super intimidated by the pads that's like cool. i feel like a lot of kids especially because middle school stopped playing tackling with flag. As you're going from middle school to high school, you're intimidated. Like tag, like pads, helmet, you know, it's scary. Yeah. You know, these some of these kids are flying at you real fast because they're not scared. Like yeah. I wasn't scared to tackle ever. Yeah. I wasn't the biggest kid, so I wasn't necessarily delivering the hardest hits. But, right. you know, I was always tackling. So Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, <clears throat> when, when, when Tony played uh, his one year of Pop Warner, maybe two, mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, but he played in, in, for a team in Chandler. Mm-hmm. And they were running all of the Chandler High plays. Oh, yeah, feeder teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's literally a yeah, feeder some team of to them Chandler are High. Yeah, they and, do that. And that's uh, that's quite the advantage for the for the high school yeah. coach, right? Be able yeah, to get those is. guys up. Yep. I, I wonder. I, I mean, it, well, it's got to be a really small world to be like a head coach, you know, at, at any level. So yeah. I can imagine they all just talk to each other. Like, yeah. I went to um, I think it was Basha High, uh, Basha High's head coach. They had just finished playing Hamilton. They they okay. got the they got the win. Yeah, and um, went to you know went a buddy of mine was in from out of town. He went to see that game because yeah. he knows a head coach. And okay. anyway, we invited us out after we were at this place called Trophies in, in Chandler. But um, I'm, I I see him there. I'm like, hey, what's going on? We're sitting yeah. we're sitting there at the table, and uh, he introduced me to the coach. And there were a couple of the assistant coaches there, and they're sitting on the far end having their conversation. Yeah. We're sitting on this end. I knew the guys on on my end of the table, so we're just laughing and having yeah. a good time. And then I see a guy. Sitting about the middle, and I'm mm. like, I think I know that guy. Right? Okay. He looks familiar. Yeah. It was it was Steve Kime. He used to be the general oh, manager yeah, for yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. So 
at first I was like, holy crap, but it kind of makes sense. Like he knows the Basha head coach because right. he's a local dude and yeah. they all kind of fall in the same yeah, circles. Yeah, and yeah. I guess just coaching is coaching, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it's matter cool. what level you're Yeah, at. yeah. So that, that kind of makes sense. But hey, um, let's let's take a little bit, a little break because okay. I got to change the battery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's my first time using that camera. So <laughs> hang on one sec. Yeah. You need to go bathroom or anything? Um, I should go just in case. Probably be smart. Yeah, that's this is a good segue because I know what I'm All right. And we're back. So I think I think what I'm going to start doing on the show, because we're starting to get sponsorships and stuff, yeah. is uh, I'll probably start like using that, like, hey, let's take a little break. We may or yeah. may not, but then use that as a segue to, to do our reads. Yeah. But um, the, what I wanted to ask you <clears throat> was, um, you know, transitioning from jiu-jitsu to football to high school football and, um, and ultimately to, you know, to coaching. Yeah. Did anything in jujitsu, like the experience that you got at a very young age in jujitsu, did that carry on throughout your your life? I would, I would argue yes, um, okay. because jujitsu is one of those things. It's like, as much as you know, there are teammates <clears throat> and people around you. It's like at the very end of the day, it's your perseverance, your own personal drive. I feel like that gets you on the mat every day. That gets you training yeah. because <clears throat> it can be hard to want to come in. especially at a young age or, you know, as you're just starting. Yeah. And I think that helped me get, you know, stay scrappy. Like in football, people always called me scrappy. And I think that came from jujitsu. Yeah. Just being able to push and constantly try my hardest, whether the outcome's a win or a loss. Yeah. Because you never know, might might switch, you know, might switch a loss to a win as long Mm. as you're putting in effort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then that type of mentality is kind of what I'm trying to take into coaching with me is like to these kids, it's like, you just, you got to work hard yeah, regardless of where you're at or what you're doing. Yeah. You, you got to work hard. Yeah. I think <clears throat> one, one mistake that like, I hate to say this, but even like the parents of kids make mm-hmm. is they compare their kids to other kids. Yeah. And your kid can play at a really high level mm-hmm. for themselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I, it took me a long time to learn that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but really, I mean like, Let's just say you have a kid and they're just not super athletically gifted. Yeah. If they put in the work, mm-hmm. they can they can get on the field. Yeah. And yeah. here's here's the trick. If your kid's not athletically gifted, but they're smart, mm. they can learn a playbook a lot faster yeah. than that meathead that is really athletically yep. gifted yep, can. Totally. And that's how you get on the field. Because yeah. a coach doesn't want a player that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Literally. So yes. so it's like if you if you can just focus on on your kids' strengths. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, oh, and totally not worry agree. about weaknesses, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the kid will find a way to work out those weaknesses themselves. 100%. Because yeah. people are going to tell them their weaknesses all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, right, yeah. So they're going to learn what they struggle with, yeah. whether through experience or from people telling them. Yeah. Let them figure that out. Like you said, let the parents hone, hone your strengths. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to make you stand out. Yep. I've never crowd. met anybody that, I never met anybody that regretted hard work. Yeah. I don't think I have either. Ever. ever. No. I mean, it, it, regardless of the outcome, you know yeah. what I mean? Like in, in, in jujitsu, uh, mm-hmm. at the adult level and at the master's level, the hardest thing is like when people come off the couch and they're like, yeah. man, maybe I just, I coming off an injury or yeah. maybe they just not, they haven't dedicated themselves and they're just heavier, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you watch them mm-hmm. and next thing you know, they've lost 40 pounds. Right. Right. And right. then, and, and they're like, Hey, I think I want to compete. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, you know? Yeah. And they get out there and they get smashed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's very rare that when somebody puts in that much work that they feel terrible about the loss. Yeah. Of course, yeah. nobody likes to lose. Right, right. You prefer to win. Mm-hmm. But man, when you when they look back and they're like, dude, I lost 50 pounds. Right. And I'm out here doing a tournament. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, that's crazy. Not a lot of people are out here doing tournaments. No, so man. No. It's no. like to get off the couch and lose weight and then yeah. be out there doing it. That's, yeah. that's an achievement in and of itself. Yeah, 100%. And- you know, yes, if you, if you go into a jiu-jitsu tournament, it, it looks like the entire world is doing jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah. But it's a fraction. It's yeah. a fraction yep. of a percent of people that are yep. doing jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, so I mean, it's small. a special group. It it's is. a really it special is. group. I mean, just like, you know, wrestling. I mean, any any sport of endeavor is like, it, it, and I, I always use basketball as an example. Yeah. Because <clears throat> people shit on basketball players a lot, especially at the pro level. Yeah. And uh, rightfully so, especially people like me that were, that were, that we were, we were spoiled by nineties basketball, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, we were spoiled, yeah, yeah. but, um, but there's only 14 people on a roster, Yeah. but 30, how many teams are in, in the NBA? 30, 30, 30, 30 teams in the NBA. 30. That's not a lot of people no, that can make those rosters. No, that is not at all. No. And if you're not working your ass off, you're not going to beat a dude. There. No way. Not a shot. <laughs> not a shot. Not in the world. But, you know, and, and it, it's one of those things, like I tell the kids, you know, in, in, in training, like, you know. Hard work doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. It no, doesn't. It doesn't. But quitting guarantees one thing. Yep. That's it. That's raps. That's raps is the best way to put it. Yeah. Because there's there's nothing that comes out of quitting. Nothing no, good nothing comes out good. of quitting. No. And um, you know, I, I think I think um looking back at what, you know, your what I would call your generation of, of kids, yeah. You guys were tough. Mm-hmm. The kids that I taught back at Navas, mm-hmm. you guys were tough, man. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we had Luis, we had Lucas, we had Benjamin, we had mm-hmm. you, we had Charlie, we had uh, Beast Mode. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a couple other kids that are just like, um, <clears throat> there's kids out there that are like, it's it's so weird for me because like, they're graduated high school, yeah. they're going to college, yeah. you know, they went, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of them have been to, to well, like L- Lucas has, has been to uh, the South Dakota um, uh, wrestling camp. Right. And, and I had the privilege of teaching those kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's pretty cool. You, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're going like, to be a, I'm a, a stepping stone to <laughs> like how they got to where they were. Kind of. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, and I always think of like, again, the, the, the coach that I was talking about, uh, Tony, mm-hmm. that's where my son got his name. Yeah. That's how influential he was in my right. life at a very young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and <clears throat> he always treated us like, like, not, I don't want to say adults. Right. But he was 
tough on us like a dad would be. Yeah. You know okay, what I mean? That like, makes sense. like, I don't want to hear, you know, he would, he would always tell us, you know, it results, not excuses. Yeah. And yeah, at, yeah. when you're a kid, you're like, okay, I don't know what the fuck that means, but whatever. Right. <laughs> right. But now it makes all the sense in the world, man. Results, not excuses. Yeah, and, yeah. and a result doesn't mean you have to win. No. Right. It just means like, you have to, you didn't quit. You, you have a result. You have a result. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. That makes sense. So what, what else do you think helped you? Um, yeah, you know, what other life lessons did you get out of jujitsu that you're carrying today? I mean, you're still in jujitsu, mm-hmm. but I mean, college is, is the number yeah. one priority. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you put enough time and effort into jujitsu as a kid. Yeah. And I'm really curious to hear about like how those lessons kind of carry over yeah. today. Um, well, I think it's, it was like, again, I'll just kind of get the train rolling. It was like just trying to make every rep count mm-hmm. has like translated in one to other sports, but it's also like, kind of in life make everything count you know don't care what people think yeah just do it yeah you know because you might enjoy it might be the best thing you've ever done in your life yeah and i think that's kind of an underrated aspect to a degree is that like jujitsu forces you out of your comfort zone wildly (laughs) yeah because like there's not many even sports that are putting you in the like just physical positions like it's physically uncomfortable sometimes Yeah. yeah so you can imagine how mentally uncomfortable it can be for some people and so i think that has helped me grow up and put my force myself into uncomfortable positions because some of those uncomfortable positions are things that I've learned to love. Like are my favorite things in the world. Like every step I've taken with the city as in work has been uncomfortable because it's new. It's something I've never done before. Yeah. I've learned to enjoy it and love it. So I think jujitsu has helped that a lot. Honestly, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's, um, You know, I, it was what, maybe two years ago, Master Worlds, uh, lost in the third round. I was mm-hmm. devastated. Yeah. Cause I trained so hard. Yeah, I was yeah. in great shape, you know, for my age. I was right. in pretty damn good shape. Right. And I went in and I beat the first two guys. And mm-hmm. the hardest thing for me is when I get it in my head that there's no way I lose today. There's oh, no yeah, way I lose yeah, today. Yeah. And it's in my head. And I'm like, and I'm telling myself, dude, there's, okay. you feel you're 100%. There's yeah. no way you lose today. And then you lose. Mm-hmm. It's the most devastating. Oh man, ever. it hurts so bad. Yep. Yes, it does. And and in the grand scheme, like my family's fine. Yeah. You know, my business is <laughs> yeah. good. I have, yeah, I, there's a roof where my I know where my next meal is coming right. from. Right. But gosh, man, it hurts. It feels like the only thing in the world. It hurts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the perspective you get from here's the thing, jujitsu, like many things in life, doesn't care about how bad you want it. It doesn't care how hard you've worked. Nope. It doesn't care like how much you've sacrificed. Yeah. It will still let you lose. Yep. Hundred percent. Motherfucker. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> but but that's the beautiful part of it. Yeah. It will still let you lose. It yep. doesn't owe you anything. No, it does not. Gosh, man, that's and for and for people that are like super competitive like you and me, mm-hmm. it's so hard to swallow that loss, it dude. Is. Especially like there's no way I lose to right. that guy. Pff, no way. And, and then, then I lose. And then yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> you're to a girl away. wearing all brown. Yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. I hope she's still doing it. I'm she sure was she a beast. is. Yeah. She I'm was, sure she is. She was, t- I walked in. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to ask it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, you, you said this earlier, you, you're talking about people telling you you're undersized. Yeah. And how, how does that affect you? Because I, I think I need to hear this mm. because I don't want to tell like, I don't want to put things into kids' heads, yeah. you know, and, and make them feel a certain way. Right. What did it feel like when people told you you were undersized? Well, it was just kind of like, it wasn't like like a big thing to me because I just brushed it off. Like, I knew I was a smaller kid. Mm. I was a lighter kid. 
but to to just kind of hear it was like okay like i know that already so it's okay. like what's the point of reiterating it yeah to me? yeah yeah like it's not necessarily even a chip on my shoulder something i've just learned yeah like i've learned i was a smaller kid i'm, I'm just in general a smaller human being um and i just like just kind of learned to work with it but it was to have it retold you know by like coaches or friends and it's like okay dude i get it yeah what's the point yeah like i already know this i've known this for a long time yeah um, I think it was, it was a motivator in a way, not necessarily when people told me, but just kind of knowing it as a fact. Like because, I'll show you. Yeah. The, yeah it's like just yeah. cause I'm small doesn't mean I can't do this. Yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't mean I'm weaker than this bigger kid. Yeah. Physically or mentally. Yeah. Um, so I, I used it as a type of motivation, but it, it was just obnoxious, irritating yeah. to just kind of, cause it's like, I know, Yeah. you know, and I, and I, I bring that up because <clears throat> One thing I admire about your relationship with your with your mom and dad is mm-hmm. they they allowed you to lose. Yes, they yeah, allowed they you to lose. Yeah. And and what I mean by that, and you'll understand what you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you if you lost, they never said, "Oh, well, that kid was so much bigger, or that kid's been doing it longer, or yeah. that kid this, or that kid yeah. that." They just allowed you to lose. Yeah, you they, know what you learn th- from this. They um. It was cool because when I was younger, they let me throw my tantrums because I hated losing. They let me throw them. Um, but then you kind of learn an appreciation for losing because whether it was football or jujitsu or swim, I'd get done with getting out of the pool, getting off the mat, getting off the field. And with my dad, the first question was, you know, how are we feeling? What could we, could I, what could we have done better? Yeah. It's not what the other guy or other team is. 100%. How can I improve me or the team yeah. that I play for? Yeah. Which I think is, is special because there's some parents that will just force their kids. You know, they're like, you can't lose like this. And it, you yeah. know, and then give all these excuses <clears throat> about the other people. But it yeah. was to have parents that allowed me to think about why I lost instead of making an excuse, I think was tremendous in my ability to continue to build mental fortitude in sports um, and in life because you're not always going to get the opportunities you want. So to be able to kind of take it, think about how can I improve for the next time, for the next opportunity, so that way you're ready to jump on it when it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, man, like, if there's one thing I could I could pass along to uh, parents, and, and specifically jiu-jitsu, because that's kind of my world, right? Mm-hmm. But just allow the kids to lose, man. Just allow them to lose. Allow them to, to learn that lesson because, you know, Okay, let's just say, you know, the parent makes an excuse, right? And and gives all of the power to the other person, yeah, right? They're yeah. bigger, they're faster, they're yeah. stronger, they're better than you, right? Right. That that's that's so makes you feel so small and yes, weak. Yes, it makes you feel weak. Cuz then it makes you feel like <clears throat> there's nothing I can do to right. one. Like there was absolutely zero chance in the world I had it winning exactly. that. Exactly. And and what happens when they become bigger, faster, stronger and then a little scrappy guy beats them? Beats them. There's no excuse now. Yeah. What do you what do you say to your right. kid now, right? Right. So what could this version of you do to improve to beat the next version of you? Not that yes. person. Don't give them the yeah. power, no. right? No. And that's that's one thing that I really admired about your relationship with your parents. Yeah. They they just allowed you to lose. And I think what was cool, especially kind of coming back to that, is it was the situation, not mm. the person. It was mm. how can we improve regardless of the physical body there? Say you're in the same situation, mm. not with the same person. How could you have improved yourself in that situation to win? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's really difficult to you don't want to lie to kids. No. Right? You no. don't want to lie to kids no. and say, you know, a six-year-old could beat a 15-year-old in the yeah. pool. It's just not going to happen, right? Happen. No. But, like, how can we improve 
your time in the next event. Yes. Right? Yes, literally. Let's take one second off. Yep. Right? And then maybe that second turns into two, which is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. But as kids grow, that's possible. Yeah. Right? Once they, yeah. once they peaked, they peaked. Right? But here's the thing, man. Like, I always believe in... I... I I, I believe in myself way too much, <laughs> but, but, but I always, I always believe that I can win only because not that I'm better, mm-hmm. but I could have a really good day and they could have a really bad day. Yeah. And then the matches I, I should lose, I might win. And right. I have, yeah. I have won them. Yeah, yeah. But like, like I said earlier, I won a match that I should not have won mm-hmm. just because I knew the rule set. Cause you knew. Right. Yeah. And that was my, that was my, um, what do you, that was my ace in the hole yeah. compared to the other guy who just came in and he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll beat this guy. Okay, but this right. guy knows the rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's just like uh, I can't remember who it was, but it was a, it was a, it was a pro football game, and it was um, shoot, man, there was a, I can't remember what what the situation was, mm-hmm. but there was a defensive back. Okay. That saw that the head coach was walking onto the field, and the referees weren't oh. saying anything, okay. and he was walking off like yeah. three yards deep. Yeah. Right? So this dude. He hauls ass like during a play and he hits the coach and he falls and they throw a flag and he oh. got 15 yards for like, they was like uh, interfering with yeah, the play. Yeah, yeah. Big flag. Yeah. And dude, this is a head coach and that's a defensive back. The head coach should know better. Should know right? better. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> but that defensive back, his IQ was so good mm-hmm. that he got the team 15 yards. Yeah. Because the Which head coach was making a, a mistake. Big difference. Huge, huge. Yeah. And it's just a matter of understanding those situations and under, mm-hmm. understanding how to exploit those situations yeah. that could give you the totally. advantage, man. Totally. I, I love that play. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember yeah. who it was. Oh, sure. But yeah, but yeah, the guy was smart enough to like, oh, the next time a coach walks on the field, I'm going to hit him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you can get your team 15 yards. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So so what's your plan for uh, for jiu-jitsu in the future? I mean, it's um, I, I know school is the biggest part of your yeah. life right now. Yeah. But you are dabbling. Yeah. In, you know, back in I, training. I want to um, I want to find a point where I can be more consistent with it. Um, like. Like over the summer when I'm down here, like yeah. I want to literally be in there pretty much every day if I can. Awesome. Um, I want to get to a point at some point in my life where I can start competing again in tournaments. No kidding. Because um, I've had a lot of fun. Like this last week, I rolled every day with the gi class. And nice. I had so much fun. Yeah. Was I horribly beat up after? Yeah. <laughs> Most fun I've had in a really, really long time. Yeah, that's cool. Man. Um, and I think I I can um I want to get competitive with it again. Okay. Um, and and I think what's kind of helped me is because like. At first, I was like, I want to get competitive with it, but, like, I want to focus on school. So I was like, oh, no. Like, how am I going to balance this? But then I realized it's, like, jujitsu. I can take my time with that. It's it's always going to be there. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, I can do this. As long as I can keep myself healthy, I can do this for forever. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, there's no rush, you know, to try and get promotions, get into tournaments. It's yeah. like, take my time. When I have time, do it when I can until you're in a spot where you can settle down and go there consistently. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what what kind of what kind of practice do you think you'll you'll have in 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 pediatrics? Mm-hmm. Do you think you want to work in a hospital or do you want to have a private practice? I'd rather have a private practice because um, eventually, at some point, ideally, I would like to open up my own practice and find a way in a poor community mm. to be able to give those kids and those families opportunities to get medical care. Um, do you want to do it like internationally or just in the States? I haven't really thought about that. I figured start in the States, just kind of see what we can do after that. Yeah. If there's something, if that's something we can do after, but that I think I kind of wanted to just get there first. Yeah. Um, and then just see kind of what, what I could do after. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's 
shit, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that need it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, w- I often wonder, like, there, there's people who have, like, pretty successful careers yeah. that put off, like, medical care because, oh, it's this or it's that or it's too yeah. expensive or they, they, they can't afford to take time off right. of work. And then I think about people that, you know, don't even have the option. No. Yeah. You know, and you it's can be that. luxury. Yeah. But yeah, if I can be that for some of those people. That would be you know, so And cool. if I have to take a pay, if I don't have to make that much money, that's fine. You yeah. know, as long as people can get the help they need. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. So what would you say to um, to parents today, going back to the jiu-jitsu stuff, yeah. um, what would you say to parents today that are looking to get their kids in jiu-jitsu? What would be some advice you would give them? Looking back on what yeah, your parents yeah. helped you with and, yeah. and doing that, what what, would, what advice would you, would you offer? I would, I would offer the advice, let the kid learn. You know, like, let their coaches help them, especially if you're a parent that doesn't know much of anything about jiu-jitsu, but you are interested. Mm. Be there on the side of the mat watching practice so that you're learning along with your kid, mm-hmm. but don't necessarily try to butt in. Yeah, You know, let the kid take their losses, take their wins, be there to congratulate them, be there to help them when they're upset. But like my parents don't, you know, let, let them be upset, you know, let them have emotion because at the end of the day, it's theirs. You know, you're not forcing a passion onto them in or out of them. They're able to kind of develop it for themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're always taught like, well, my generation was always taught like control your emotions yeah. and that pretty much, I mean, suppress them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, what I'm learning, at, you know, is that emotions aren't, they're not good or bad. No. They just are, they are. you know, yep. and, and uh, like you said, allowing them to have those emotions kind of gives them the tools on how to control it, how to handle, how them. to handle them. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and helps them understand like, okay, yes, I'm angry, but I think what's more important than being angry is like, how am I dealing with it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they're learning. Yep. And, and and if you could pick totally. that up at a young age, man, you're mm-hmm. you're gonna be a healthy adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, listen, um, we've been going for about an hour. Well, an hour and a half with an hour recording. I <laughs> yeah. apologize, man. I, no, that I've never done. That's... Like I didn't hit record at all. I was so excited right. to get you on the show. I didn't even hit record. But <sighs> uh, but yeah, um, I wish you all the best, man. And yeah. and if you're you know if you're looking to um to to do some classes up there, you know, I, I, like I mentioned, uh, yeah. shout out to Averett Jiu Jitsu, uh, my buddy out there. So he's a he, he's a really good dude to yeah. take care of you. I, I, honestly, like I told him, I was like, hey, I, I got my nephew's going to NAU. He might he might swing in. Yeah, and he was like very it's so funny because he was like okay um so how do you want to promote him and how do you want i'm like dude it just he just wants to play yeah, like he just wants yeah, to train so um but yeah dude if you're if you're um whenever you're in the valley absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's keep doing it man yeah. this is this is so cool mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you I for know, having me yeah I'm, i know i know it's probably your nap time it's uh two in the afternoon something like but. that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about right it's about right but no jack thanks for coming on buddy yeah thank you very much all right all right everybody if you love the podcast or if you hate the podcast please leave us a review like and subscribe on youtube we are a hundred subscribers away from uh 1000 so please uh please uh subscribe on youtube that's kind of uh that's the direction we're going uh like us on instagram at the bjj foxcast and wherever else you get your podcast thanks brother awesome yeah, yeah. thank you This episode of the BJJ Foxcast is brought to you by BioPro. BioPro is an all-natural alternative to prescription human growth hormone, which aids in recovery, anti-aging, metabolism, libido, immunity, skin health, cognition, sleep, and stress. Just one vial per day provides a substantial boost to all of these growth factors. Okay, so that's what they want me to say. Here's what I know as an aging grappler. I've been using BioPro Plus and the nighttime variant BioPro Plus Cortisleep for several months, and it feels like I've grown a third lung. My, ga- my gas tank is noticeably bigger, my recovery is faster, and I'm back on the mats much quicker, not just between training sessions, but between rounds. 
Now you can get $30 off your first order of BioPro when you use the code FOXCAST at www.bioproteintech.com. That's code FOXCAST for $30 off your first order at www.bioproteintech.com. Thank you, BioPro. 